Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 21, When There's Smoke, There's Fired, in which the Crane household band together to rid B.B. Glazer of her filthiest habit. Very simple one coming at you now, Kay. Have you ever smoked a cigarette or cigar or other adjacent device? I'm sorry to disappoint you, I have not known. Really? Never I, in your life? No, the closest I've ever come. I was in a play and I used to get, there was a, a lad who smoked and I used to get him to roll his cigarettes for me and lend them to me so I could put them in my mouth for the purpose of nice. doing the scene. Um, but it was never actually lit. I bet you um, really hammed up the drags as well. I bet you're. Really, I can just see you taking a fictional drag. I can just. See I did. You. I did. Yeah. Have you ever been curious to try one though? Um, Not really. It's just it's never appealed to me. Like I weirdly enough, um, I put pens in my mouth a lot, like imitating smoker, and I, mm. I do that a lot. Freud would have a field day with that. I know, right? Um, no. But. Um, I don't, I've, I've never even tempted. It's never appealed to me. I, just, mm. I find the concept of smoking strange. The idea that you're lighting something that's in your mouth. I just, I find it's weird. Mm. <laughs> when the fire's inside you, <laughs> to quote baby. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is a, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shame anyone listening who has the habit because it is an addiction. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to kick. People in my family have, have kicked it or tried to, and yeah, I know it's really tough, but yeah, it's not the most pleasant thing in the world. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to have a relationship with someone that smoked because it just gets on everything and in everything. And, um, but yeah, I've, 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 I've tried, I've dabbled, um, I've dabbled only like, you know, very rarely you're on a night out or something. Um, it's always a night out. It's always the night out when you're with someone who smokes. Um, I don't know. You watch like James Dean smoking in the films and it's like, he does make it look extraordinarily cool. Yeah, but a pen does that as well. It's just the idea that something is in your mouth. <laughs> you need the animation of the smoke, that diaphanous, sinuous cloud. Just imagine it. it. Just like, I take a puff on this pen. I'm telling you, I'm like... Yeah, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> Cal, our, our mutual friend, I remember when he was a kid, He had, one of his little toys was a fake cigarette that actually like let out... A little puff of chalk and you blew it and i it's not a toy for a child looking back i think what in god's name you know what, what's that doing there that's teaching a child to smoke i don't no. understand but it was a different time in the 2000s of course um shall we took ourselves into trivia corner this week okay? yeah let's do it mate excellent so i believe we have the usual questions from Corey, hamish and co so let me navigate here we go question numero uno for you kate from hammy this week Big Willie portrays a tycoon from Texas. Richard Hamilton, who plays Big Willie, is actually from which state? Oh, you've got a one in 50 chance, Key. Oh, I'll give you a, a bit clue. Wider. I don't know difference between states and state capitals. Um, I'm going to give you a clue. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, it's in general everyday life, it's an obscure state. It's an obscure state. So whatever your immediate gut reaction is, discount it. Ohio. Oh, very close. <laughs> oh, I think it borders Ohio, or at oh. least it's two two states. Right, it's Illinois, oh. Illinois. Um, still the Midwest, but you're very close there, Kay. Um, so n- number two, according to Niles, how does one get hold of a Barracuda agent like a BB? Oh, but I mean, yeah. He says, uh, "How do you get hold of BB?" He says, "Like, um, don't you like draw a pentagram on the floor and say, oh, I enchant, I summon thee three times." Absolutely spot on. Just a cracking joke. A joke I feel like I've heard a lot since this episode. Like it's kind of a, a thing now, but this is like the original that I always remember. 
Uh, finally, when Fraser is holding BB down on the floor in his apartment, what colour is Daphne's dressing gown in the background? Mm. Oh. It's the same. It's the same colour as one she's wearing on the balcony and stuff. If that's a help to you. Blue. Oh, <laughs> you need to go a little bit more royal. Purple, I'm afraid. Oh, purple it oh. is. I always because it's got like a couple of stitched like logos on it and it reminds me of brad pitts in fight club um because he has a, a similar dressing game okay from niall crane key we get a look we get a front look at martin's chair when bb is standing behind it how many pieces of duct tape are on it um this is a good question five oh <laughs> seven seven sorry okay sorry um you've got you're on, a, you're on a one out of four at the moment this is you're gonna be devastated what year was big willie born shit um, oh, we know this because he's 85 and this episode aired in take the years I, I knew he was 85 but i don't know what year it aired um take a stab okay i'm gonna take a stab at I could be a few years out here. I'm going to say 96 that this uh, this came out. Mm-hmm. So if he's 85, that would make it 1911. Correct. Is that right? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Wow, applied. Came right out there at the end to absolutely steal an answer. That's oh. delicious. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right. Lay yours on me, Kay. Lay okay. Me, Question number one. Hit me. How much does Niles want to borrow and what does he want it for? Four thousand dollars, Amiga. Four thousand dollars um, <laughs> for a Betamaya footstool. Yes, there correct. we go. I don't know what that is, but a Betamaya footstool. Neither do I. But I've got some questions about footstools for you. So I'll wait for the review. <laughs> a little teaser. Okay. Question number two: mm-hmm. What are the helpful tips to help stop smoking? Uh, drink plenty of water, my spring water. Yeah. Deep breaths. Mm. That's not what I've got, but I could be wrong. Fresh air? I don't know. Is fresh air one of them? Oh, man. Other than the water. Um... Oh, uh, nicotine gum to, for the cravings. Yes. I've, yeah, I've got three. So water, gum, and another. Oh, I think I feel like the other one's quite like obvious. Like It's not like nicotine gum. It's not super specific like that. Oh man, I really thought it was something to be breathing or fresh air. I mean, there may be another. I'm looking basically for a specific three that as she tries to leave, yeah, she, she says, Yeah, I'll remember those helpful hints. Um, you're gonna have to tell me, I think. The the third I got was exercise. Exercise, damn it. I mean, that's why I'm thinking <laughs> of like deep breaths and outside or something. I don't know. Okay. Third and final question. Right on there. What is Big Willie's full name? William something Boone. Is it William S. Boone? I've got Wilfred S. Boone. Oh, is it Wilfred S. Boone? Um, I think Roz says, yeah, Wilf, his, his name is Wilfred S. Boone, but he likes to be called Big Willow. God damn. Okay. I'll have half a point, maybe. <laughs> I got S. Boone. Um, that's not you too bad. Well I did done. get S. Boone. Thank you, Key. Not, not a terrible showing there, but certainly nothing to write home about. Um, <laughs> let's move over to MK to see things to a close this week. Um, when game planning on how to win over Big Willie, Roz mentions five fun facts about the tycoon. What yes. are they? Whitling. He does like Whitling. He has a ranch. He owns a 5,000 acre cattle ranch. A rodeo? He likes rodeos? He likes the rodeo. Oh, he likes 
Is it? I think uh, this might be wrong. That Zane Grey novels. Is it? Correct. Actually, yeah. spot on. And, and finally... the other one, it's some kind of antique. I didn't catch the end bit. And then Martin goes, "Oh, sounds like you two were separated at birth, or something like that." Mm-hmm. But I can't. I don't. I didn't quite catch what kind of antiques he collects. Frazier compares him to Yosemite Sam from what the Looney Tunes cartoons. If you is that the guy with like the big like musket? You think? Very close. Um, he doesn't have a he, musket. He has something else. He collects guns, antique firearms, antique six shooters, which is like a revolver, basically. Oh, okay. So like a cowboy. Close enough for me, Key. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, that's a spot on pretty list you got there. Um, number two, from where did Niles obtain that enormous jar of capers? Is it Price Buster's Warehouse? Yes, it is. Yes. Which I assume is like Costco over here. Yeah, um, wholesale is. giant jars of shit. You, you ever been know. to Costco? Honestly, you no. Like a I'm membership, a... I think, to get in. Uh, yeah, and then you can take one guest. It's like the Empire Club. Um, <laughs> I've, I've wanted to go for years. My brother's a member now, and we keep saying, oh, we'll go one night in the week. Um, you can just get all sorts there, whiskey and beer, and oh, man, it sounds like a paradise. The only problem is I've got nowhere to store it all. I can't buy in bulk because the flat is too small. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get on those massive cardboard crisp boxes like we used to have at the school <laughs> disco. You just have to keep, keep to the bags. Use it as um, a footstool. There you go. Who needs a beat, Amaya? Question three, Key. How did Niles know that BB wouldn't be able to resist a cigarette? How and he, he says, like, the, the look in her eyes. Yes, was yeah. the same as Marius during... Oh, her cough syrup years. I love that. The cough <laughs> syrup years. Oh, my God. Um, and finally, to see things to a close this week, Key, trivia from Run For Your Life. What could BB eat if you put gravy on it? I didn't catch this. I hear. I heard it her is, say. She neither did. Oh, run for your life. I could eat something, and she sort of stabs it. And everyone looks like horrified, but I couldn't work out what she was saying. Mm. So I have no idea. It's a half-stunned wharf rat, uh, which is basically just a brown rat, a big brown rat. Um, oh, it's I, nice that it's not dead. It's just yeah, stunned. Just <laughs> stunned. I yeah. I know what's that about. Um, I initially heard war rat because I was you know in the trenches you used to have wars like a cat's the size of rats the size of cats like you know they were huge because they were feasting on all of the you know cadavers um but apparently wharf rat and that makes a lot more sense in a in a city like seattle um thank you everyone so much for your trivia this week really lovely to, to hear from you all and to read it out um how did we do there Kia? you pretty mixed i, I think bad. i'd say a d for me you know, oh you got you. you've got you kind of bought things you got everything in uh in mks um so i think you're doing a disservice to yourself okay. <laughs> uh right let's hop over to the review animation watch key was it a helicopter yes it was we definitely was. have had this before i, I think, think we have had this one before it didn't jump out at me as being new I seem to remember making a joke about Chopper Dave continuing to haunt us when we see this. Um, I like to imagine a little, a little tiny stick Chopper Dave is driving that helicopter around the, the title, title uh, cards. Um, Niles is now on the phone to the bank. They call themselves the Friendly Bank. You can't loan me a meager $4,000. <laughs> um, I, I just love this because I assume you think he's talking to Maris before it's revealed it's the bank. Um, just like after all we've been through, does he say the good times and the bad times? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what we, could constitute the bad times? I mean, he bank? was waiting in line for one too long one day. Like, <laughs> that was a bad time for him. Honestly, like I'm just thinking, you know, he's referring to some kind of global recession or something. Like <laughs> those are bad times for everyone, Niles. Yeah. Like you can't catch I mean, that do you remember when you had to be bailed out? They were bad times. They were bad. But- times um my third bullet point here key right off the bat as i mentioned earlier 
are you partial to footstools? Tell me, you know, if you sit in a chair, there's a footstool where you'll make use of it. Are you someone who likes to have their feet elevated when, when reclining? Talk, talk to me about your posture and relaxing. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a chair with a footstool, so I've not used one. My um, well, my nan, like I, I think one of the chairs in her living room has like a little thing where you can recline. And what I'll, the thing that pops out? Yeah, big um, fan of those. I think I mean, classy. I'd have used it at some stage. Yeah, you look um, like a man who's used that. Yeah, probably have. You yeah, pop the recline. <laughs> but um. By and large, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to look for a footstool. Mm. I, although I generally would just put my... Because we have like a little tiny like table in the living room. And I'll just put my feet up on the table. Nice. Because it's my table. I bought the table. It's I want to put my table. feet on the table. Yeah. I'll put my feet I'll on the table. On the table. You know, you could you maybe cushion a little corner of it. And then you've got an even, you know, you've got a kind of both, <laughs> both best of both worlds there. Um, but no, I, my nan, we used to go to my nan's caravan a lot, which she doesn't have anymore. And they had two reclining armchairs. You pop the leaf and they fly out. And as a kid, it doesn't get any better than that. I imagine you, know? you like raced in to be the first one in oh, the chair. Oh, man. We did. <laughs> like me and my brother used to fight over which one we'd sit in. And, um, absolutely class but yeah in terms of actual foot stores other than the eames which obviously features in fraser's apartment and i am desperate to get when i have my own house at some point you know and i will spend the stupid amount of money on the replica i have to have one um that is a classy piece of furniture with a footstool beyond that they often look a bit i don't know the ones that are like separate to the chair they can look a bit old-fashioned and weird yeah i think the ones that are separate to the chair look old-fashioned yeah and in my experience the ones that recline generally they're too small my legs are just dangling off the end mate mm, like this is it's not the right size i don't want that yeah then so... they're never accommodating the taller man are they they're um, not then no, I don't know. Hamish listening, old uh, Hammy, he's a, he's a very tall dude. He probably has some comments about reclining. So get in touch with us, Hammy. Um, this is one of actually one of my favorite lines from this season. This kills me every time when he's like, you know, Nas, you need to start cutting back. Martin says this. He's like, oh, you know, I've cut down my masseuse to once a week or something or twice a week. He's like, oh, I remember the scene in Grapes of Wrath when Marjo <laughs> did that. Absolutely. Just so quick from Martin. Like, you just don't yeah. expect him to make a literary reference. Um, this just kills me so there's, much. I think there's so many good lines in this, like, 30-second period. There really like, is. I mean, even the next line from, from Niles about uh, coupons. What a wonderful way to economise. I'll give them to my personal shopper. It's just, just, yeah. So many good lines. So many good little gags. I mean, have, have you read Grapes of Wrath, Key, or seen the film? Are you familiar with the vibe? I, I know of it. Mm. I've never read or seen it. It's good stuff. I'm a big Steinbeck fan. It's very sad, um, yeah. I mean, as you can expect. One, one thing I would say is that mm. I hate when the older generation take a very small price tag. So, well, not, not small, but in the sense of buying a house. Yeah. $4,000 is a very small amount. Yeah. And they go, oh, I bought a house. And I was like, great. That was like 50 years ago. Okay, times that. have changed. Yeah, the inflation has occurred. <laughs> Please. Honestly, like when I hear like what my nan and granddad bought their first house for, and I'm like, I literally want to hyperventilate. Um, yeah. You know, it's just... I can't buy I can't buy furniture for my gear for that price anymore. No, it's <laughs> ridiculous, absolutely insane. Um, so Big Willie's now introduced. Um, Roz enters with a file. She's been doing some sleuthing or some what's that scuttlebutting? The sk- getting the scuttlebutt, I think as Fraser says. I haven't heard that word in ages and had no idea what it meant either. Um I thought it was, is it not scuttle buzz? Scuttle buzz. Is that um, what it is? I don't know what, what Fraser actually says, but um I've always known the phrase to be scuttle buzz. Really? But maybe I'm wrong. I, I've just Googled it. Scuttle butt, it says a cask on a ship, a drinking fountain on a ship, or rumour slash gossip. 
Oh, okay. Maybe it's not Scuttlebuzz then. But um, I like, but Scuttlebuzz makes sense because it's like the buzz, the gossip. You know what I mean? So I can see where you maybe have have. Does, can, um, is, does Scuttlebuzz bring up any results when you put it in? No, it links to Scuttlebutt. Um, it also but, links to a horse in Sporting Life magazine. There's and also it, a um, a Scuttlebuzz story. Scuttlebuzz PR. They're a public relations firm in LA. There you go. A little bit of free so, PR for them. There we go. Um, shout out to Scuttlebuzz. <laughs> shout out. Um, so, yeah, she comes in with her file on Big Willie. She's been doing some some research. Um, I love the little back and forth between her and Niles, you know, and he's like, like she said authoritatively. Yes. Like, the look he gives Ross is so, like, on point. Um, really kind of unexpected. Um, and I feel like it's been a, quite a while since them two have sparred in any kind of meaningful way. So, um, it's nice to see them in action again. Uh, she, oh, just not my mic. Uh, this is where she kind of introduces Big Willie's big interests. Um, the novels of Zane Gray. Are you familiar with what Zane Gray authors key? Um, I know. Is Zane Gray a real person? Is that he is probably one of the biggest sellers of this particular genre? Um, you can probably guess it from the clues here in the rest of the dialogue. From, um, I mean. What are you gonna go with? Oh, is it um is it something to do like far westerns or he writes westerns? Westerns, yeah, massive way. The same as like Louis Lamour. Um, them two are kind of like the Western kings of American fiction. And I should read these. I think I'd like them. I like westerns. I tend to like kind of pulpy, easy to read stuff when I'm not like reading other crap. I've just read an extraordinarily dark and disturbing book. Um oh, what and- book? It's called The Discomfort of Evening, um, which is a really good title. Um, it won the International Booker last year. Um, it's a Dutch author. It's basically about like grief on a very rural, isolated farm. And it's from a, like a, a 12-year-old girl daughter's perspective. And she just kind of has these really dark fantasies because the family's falling apart. Um, and there's some really, really dark stuff in it. Um Tread lightly, listeners, if you want to go and seek that out. But so it's anything... just like the book is her fantasies and like her little. No, the book is like they're real, but she starts. She has like fantasies, but then like the stuff starts happening, and like there's quite a few instances of animal abuse, oh, um, which is quite extended. Um, there's. Do you know... What you I said, do you know what I think you would like? There's a play called The Pillow Man. Oh my god, man! Uh, I've I've always wanted. I wanted to be in it. Never managed to get a chance, and I wanted to see it. And it was meant to be opening in London last mm. year with the guy who played a young John Lennon in the film. Though, was it Aaron Johnson? Something like oh that. yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He was meant to play the lead, I think. Really. Um, and then obviously it got cancelled because of COVID. And I have no idea what's actually. I don't know the current position with it, but I think you, if you like this book. I think you'd like it because it's got I've, a sort I've, of similar vibe. I've been meaning to read it for ages because I think I think it's on my Kindle. Um, I'll try and get to it soon. Obviously, like I, I would like to see it perform, but like I'm I'm not one of these people who's like you can't read plays. I could still no, read I've, it and enjoy I, it. I I've I've read the the script. Mm. No, I, I well think worth I, a read. I, I, like, it, this makes me sound like a complete freak, but the darker and disturbing the text, the more I'm probably going to enjoy it. Um, as someone who is not a dark and disturbing person. It's perfectly, it's perfectly fine to enjoy these things in in literature and stuff. I mean, you um, did love that book. What was it? How Bray Wanderers won the FA Cup, something like that. Exactly, as awesome I mean, as can be. No, I mean, I, I, it doesn't get darker than that. <laughs> I mean, the match fixing in a semi final, feeding Aston Villa. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, so I've just finished reading that, and you know, Zane Grey would be a welcome tonic, I think, after some some dark and disturbing stuff. Um, 
Now, we at Rink ACL, Bulldog has pranked Gil just deliciously, to, to, to quote Gil, really, by, by telling him that Big Willie is... He's Greek. He's, He's Greek. A Greek tycoon. Uh, so they, they can't compare to the salty insouciance of Greek's glorious feta. <laughs> it's not just, just for shepherds, shepherds anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. It's, and it's so nice to see Bulldog again. It feels like it's been ages since yeah, we've seen like him. He's really got something to do here. Yeah. Like he's like he's riffing with the other KCL yeah. members. And and living his true life as Skippy, the lunch boy. As Skippy the lunch boy. Um, <laughs> I just they could have just brought him back later in the show as Skippy the lunch boy and just retconned and i just would have been i would have been content with that um dan butler's just uh, yeah do love the line from um from gill about how the restaurant is a, a taste of grease which trust me is no misnomer is no misnomer the, i flagged this because we've talked about this before if we have a taste of italy in a different episode a little taste of yorkshire which was mentioned mm-hmm. in the innkeepers we said at the time this is a recurring gag in the show um yeah. so that's no that's no less than three instances do now. you reckon that's a, a show thing or do you think that's like an american restaurant thing i feel like there's... it's probably quite a common chain name in a yeah. for like independent american restaurants um i'd say that's a bit of a oxymoron chain and independent but i think i feel like it's pro- quite common for independent restaurateurs to to use a name like that it's very touristy isn't it it um, is and it makes it quite clear this is our brand this is our niche yeah you know? the food's going to be exactly what you expect yeah the taste of greens <laughs> is no misnomer that is phenomenal um BB, uh, we now learn oh, BB is sorry, you're gonna say. I was gonna say, just obviously, um, Big Willie comes in now, he does. Um, and I love Frazier's line of go be silly, Big Willie, go be silly, Big Willie. <laughs> I don't know, just the way he says it, it rolls it's, off the tongue, it's it great, does, man. He just doesn't like bat an eyelid the way he says it as well. Um, so he kind of asks for a favor from Frazier now, um, to, to kind of you know rid his, his wife to be of her smoking habit. We learn moments later that woman is BB Glazer, um. One of her lines now, probably one of my most used lines when I'm speaking to my friends, when she says, sorry, put in BB slipped. Like, <laughs> I will use that so often. Like, if like if I do something on, like, a video game, I'm playing Mortal Kombat, I'll be like, sorry, guys, Will slipped. Like, I just use this so often. I just, I, I love the kind of fake this, southern draws they're putting on there. There was me thinking you were talking to the lads going, sorry, put in. <laughs> BB slipped. <laughs> Who's BB? How much have you had to drink? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you don't watch Rachel, do you? Um, so yeah, it, it's it's just fantastic and so great to see to see BB back. Um, three days he gives Frazier. This yeah. is remarkably unrealistic. Um, would what would happen three days cold turkey for a for a smoker who smokes as much as BB? I dread to think. Well, you know, drawing on my my extensive experience about your, of your biro <laughs> smoking. <laughs> Let me Talisman. tell you, it's a tough habit to break. It, I bet it is. I bet it is. Have you ever like accidentally like got the ink in your mouth? Because I feel like that's an occupational hazard with someone who likes to put pens in their mouth. Um, no, it's never happened. To be honest, really, you've never been like overly zealous and bit the, uh, you know, the filler. Um, I'm like there's that you can see little scratch mark where when I've been thinking I've accidentally like bitten down on the end of the pen. So wow. as a kid, I used to really shatter the plastic. I was just like, you know, eventually I'd get bored and just start just chewing that thing to, <laughs> to, to, like a dog. I'd be like, come on, let's let's have you. Um, but yeah, three days to go cold turkey. This is nuts. Um, kind of silly, but they, you know, big willy. But they've got to they've got to do it for the episode. Um, I get it really um fraser agrees ultimately and uh that is that niles brings home his capers now when we're back at the apartment have you ever had capers key um in any form 
I feel I accidentally had a caper once <laughs> and didn't like it. Didn't like it. I couldn't even tell you what they look or taste like in real life, but I have them. They're in tartar sauce, aren't they? Um, that's the it's the key of tartar sauce. Do you ever have that with fish? Have you ever had that before? I, I do not know. It's crazy. It will have one hundred percent come if you've ever had fish and chips at a restaurant. Um, I assume you've just looked at it and thought, "What the f is that?" I'm leaving yeah. it. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's the same as Massachusetts coleslaw. To be honest with you, it stays on the side. I've grown to to really like coleslaw. I don't understand coleslaw. I for years I assumed coleslaw was really good for you. Because like, why else are people having it? It oh, looks no. like it's got it, green bits in it. It's, so, it's just mayo, man. It's, it's dreadful it, for it's, you. It's not good for you at all. Um, that's probably why I like it. Um, but yeah, tartar sauce is really nice. Like it, it's quite it's quite sharp. It's got a bit of a vinegary hit to it. And I'm someone who really does not like vinegar. So it's weird that I like it. Um, it's the same like brown sauce, for example. I like that. Don't like vinegar at all. Um Makes my makes my skin grow. So if, if you get some someone's bought your bag of chips with salt Co- and vinegar on it, covered in vinegar, I wouldn't eat them. Are you serious? Yeah, I would not eat them. Um, <laughs> just I, it is rank to me. Like, how can I turn these delicious, fluffy, salty chips soggy <laughs> and also make them taste of one thing only? Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Like there's, just, there's a bit of vinegar, there's the slightest taste of vinegar. Uh, I could probably power through and eat them. Honestly, I feel like that. Remember, you told us before the story about how you went to a friend's house when you were a kid, and his mom, like you, you said to like, "Oh, I hate carrots" or something like that. Oh, she's really rude. I, I feel like that mom now. I tell you, honestly, I was like, <laughs> I just didn't eat the dinner or whatever. And I was like, but what about dessert? I'm still hungry. <laughs> like you little shit, will man. I want to go back in time and slap myself around. Um, just not good, but. Yeah, listeners, if you like vinegar, let me know. I, I don't know. Is vinegar as big in the U, US? I, I, mean, I feel salt, like vinegar is just one of those things that everyone... Obviously, like, so, so I just feel like salt and vinegar on chips is like, you know, it's kind of the whole Little England, wave your flags, classic staple of, of Britain, which I don't endorse, by the way. Um, I, I mean, just, I'm, yeah. speak for yourself. I've got nothing against fish and chips. I love <laughs> fish and chips. I love fish and chips. Don't get me wrong. Um, not always in the mood for it, though. I will be honest. Chips can get a little bit like... I have them a lot. Chips are chips are ubiquitous in this country. They are. Uh, but I feel like fish and chip fit, fish and chip chips mm. are different to your everyday chips. And then, but then pub chips are better than any kind of chip. I'm like, why don't pub chips taste like chip shop chips? You know what I mean? I mean, I prefer chip shop chips. Right, that's it. <laughs> I don't know if, if this done is right, the end yeah. of where <laughs> If they're done right in a chip shop, yeah, but. Sometimes they're a bit anemic, a bit pale. Yeah, you you can soft. get bad chip shop chips. Yeah, it's you can. very easily doing. Very yeah. easily doing. Um, listeners, American listeners in particular, please let us know the last time you had chip shop chips. Um, if indeed that is a term you are familiar with in the US, I don't know. <laughs> Do they have chip well, shops? I don't even know. Genuinely, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Instead of saying, um, referring to a, you know fish and chip shop as the chippy, yeah, I once got confused. Went, yeah, let's go to the fishy. And everyone, everyone <laughs> stared at me like I was ah, crazy. It's like when people call spoons weathers. Have you ever heard that? I've never heard anyone refer I've to spoons pe- as weathers. I think it's a bit of a southern thing, but I've heard people um have, have called weather spoons weathers. See, and I, I just go full name. Let's go to weather spoons. Weather spoons <laughs> is weather spoons is more is far more permissible than uh than weathers, but or just pub. Like I Whatever it's not pub. distinguished by chain or brewery. That Let's just pub go to the pub. pub. Exactly. <laughs> I don't mind. It's a pub. Exactly. Um, we now learn about Maris's cough syrup years. Um, 
weirdly cough syrup kind of a big thing in like recreational drugs and stuff i don't know if you're familiar with this but in hip-hop there's a big culture of something called purple drank um which is basically like cough syrup mixed with like you know certain fizzy drinks and stuff and people drink it as like you know a legal high i guess um but it's like a big thing and you know i can people generally get addicted to cough syrup like a lot more when um, i was younger i saw an episode of south park which was about kids getting addicted to cough syrup no way um but that's my only real knowledge although that's uh, i mean i imagine it's quite different to cowpole but yeah but i mean i can cowpole is addictive cowpole to me because it is already purple i feel like the american equivalent of cowpole is what people are putting into these purple drinks because cowpole is just sugar isn't it it's just sugar a little bit of medicine a little bit of loveliness and tastes amazing and looks (laughs) like the inside of a lava lamp that's been crystallized onto a spoon i'm like this is just perfect like i'm eating a galaxy um (laughs) bb inhaling the bag now because she's snuck off to the kitchen she comes back out, the smoke coming out of the bag. Such great physical comedy. Are you going to say there would not be this much smoke coming out of a handbag? No, I have a completely different criticism. Lay on me. Does anyone put out this handbag? Because they, Frazier, I swear, just puts it on the side and it stops smoking. That's a very good question. I mean, I do see at one point BB pats it vigorously. Are we to assume that puts it out? I don't think that's enough. Um, I don't know. It depends Like if it's just the cigarette giving off the smoke or it's genuinely caught a lot of kindling in the bag. Um, are we? Are you assuming it's like caught fire to yeah, other like, things? Yeah, because there was quite a lot of smoke coming out. That makes sense. Stage. Yeah, because I, I just assumed it was just a cigarette, and they have to ex- exaggerate the smoke coming out of it so that we know it's lit and they can see it. But that makes more sense because she's going to have papers in there and stuff. Um, but I mean, she's just like turning her handbag into a bong. Big fan. <laughs> sure. Big fan of that. Um, it's it's so jarring to me to see BB eat dinner with like the Crane family. Like it's just there's a lot of people around this table. Um, you know, it put Roz there. You've got the whole shebang. So it's just it's weird for me to see her see her there and kind of Martin and Daphne in particular, kind of you know, interacting with her in any kind of social way. Um and- I love Martin's complete lack of subtlety. Like, that's her third helping. Yeah, but he just, he just doesn't care, does he? Um, and then when he starts talking about, like, oh, you can't beat a good cigarette. <laughs> just, what was it, like a cigarette and a glass of bourbon? Or something a glass like of that bourbon. To to bed. Like, I've got, actually, I've got a comment shortly about the bourbon, which we'll get to. Um, Noel's now talking about the marriage or, you know, reflecting on his own marital years, you know, leave you a hollow husk, penniless yes. and crushed. <laughs> I, I really don't gets know. his mouth those words. The comeback of like uh, Big Willie's 85 and on his third pacemaker. Well, then Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. I mean, it's basically celebrating the fact, well, he'll be dead soon. You don't have to worry about any of this crap of marriage. Yeah. Um, just so good. So good. Um, got to be best line for me of the episode now. Daphne remembering about how she can smoke as much as she wants and never gets addicted. Baby saying, oh, there's a word for people that can do that. Bitch, <laughs> just absolutely phenomenal. It's great. I'd, I'd have just liked a little bit more of a pause from BB before she says, "Bitch." Mm. I feel like it comes out slightly rushed for me. I get that. I get that. Um, I, mm. I, for weirdly for me, I, like I'm so used to that rhythm that like that's part of what makes it funny to me. But I get yeah. why you'd want the weight as well. Like it's just such a good. We never hear that word on this show. Like that, that is like. Because like, you, you think, when, when she says, oh, there's a word for people like that, and you, everyone, you think, oh, she, she's going to say bitch, but she won't say bitch because it's Frasier. So, yeah. well, she, and then she says bitch. It's so. just so satisfying when that comes off. Um, I really love this. 
Now, I mean, obviously this is the point, but BB describing smoking now. Does, mean, this does is a this, trip, isn't does, it? Does this not make you want to try one, Key, having never had one in your life? This is the most appealing description of smoking I will ever hear in my life. I was desperate for a cigarette after watching this episode. <laughs> Honestly, it was just, yeah. Honestly, I... I didn't know how I felt. I didn't know if I wanted a cigarette or wanted to sleep with someone. I just, I didn't know. I yeah, was just, just to sleep to with honest. them, just so that I can get the cigarette afterwards, <laughs> you know. Um, it's just, it's just so good. Um, I haven't actually written any of like, the description down because I was just oh, listening. I mean, the way the fresh, firm pack feels in your hand. The, the cylinder of the teeth. cellophane. Oh, so you get glisten in the light. Yeah. Um, um, coaxing that first sweet cylinder out of its hiding place. Honestly. Um, just knowing the flame will be inside me. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because it just gets so sexual in its own Feeling way. Feeling the warmth penetrate deeper and deeper until I'm about to burst. It's very <laughs> sexual. It's very sexual, um, which I think is really why it's so fantastic. Um, the sinuous clouds, no two ever quite the, the same. same. I love that. I love that. I never just never think to think like that. Um, some really good stuff here. You know what I'm going to say, Key, don't you, about the next scene? It's night time, but it's early hours yes. in the morning. What's happening? There's a what? thunderstorm. Is there, a, is there a thunderstorm? Yeah, man. Can I hear the thunder rumbling? Come Apparently on, not. Yeah. I don't remember thunder. Work with me here, lad. I can't be the only rain enthusiast on this podcast. It's thundery. You know, that's why she goes out and it's windy in the rain and like she locks her out and it's like she's getting all cold. The rain's pretty not visible or it hasn't quite started raining yet, but the thunder is rolling in over Seattle. Um, so my ears, my tiny little ears were pricked up to 11. Um, BB rising like Dracula when she hears the match being struck outside. Hilarious and so chilling. It's literally like she's coming out of a coffin. It's just, <laughs> it's really, really unnerving. Um, I just, there's so much good physical comedy in this episode, I think, especially when, like, they're, you know, they're fighting on the floor in a, in a short while. Um, BB's like just coaxing of Daphne, her eyes at the window, like, I'll make you a star. Like, just absolutely <laughs> horrifying what you make of her in this scene. Oh, it's fun. It's like prime BB for it me. It is, it's man. just everything from the fact that you're a little bit scared of her big the, time the, the big ego her bigging up everyone else to get a little bit attracted wants. to her as well i've got to be <laughs> honest i've got to be honest she knows what she's doing <laughs> and, and then just the turn and as she doesn't get what she wants and yeah i also love the little um this sort of the childish side to it as well when, when fraser comes in and she instantly just goes, Daphne was smoking. Um, yeah, yeah. She suddenly goes from like menacing to like a child. She does like the the complete full range, I think, in this very, very short space of time. And does it and it all feels very natural as well, which I really like. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, it's just I just she's just spot on. Like, would you go as far to say this is the best BB episode in the show? I'm trying to think of others that we haven't seen yet. Certainly my favorite of the ones we've seen. Um I do love season seven's Morning Becomes Entertainment where Fraser gets the chat show um, mm. and like him and, him and BB host together. Um, but I think this has got to be up there. I think it probably is, yeah, actually. I think... Because I'm just thinking of what she's been in so far. She was in Selling Out when he first employs her and mm-hmm. gets the peanut advert. She was in Agents in America. She was. And um, I think Machine and the Whimper is. Was that... Is it the one with the, yes. the CB? And I think she's been it briefly in that one. I think. I think she might be. What happens in And the Whimper is, is 
I think um, I think that's a, the start of Kennedy Burling, isn't it? Oh shit, it is. is. Yeah, yeah, Kennedy it is. Burling episode. My um, God, how could I forget? Canada. Um, so there you go. So yeah, so she's not been in loads, but this one just gives us like maximum baby time. Like she's in it so much. Yeah, I've got a real soft spot for selling out, I'll be honest. Just I like selling out. We see her. And I don't know, there's just something about her when um when Frasier's like in makeup and he's just thinking he's saying, um, what's that word? Tuition. <laughs> just, just sort of about that line. Because, <laughs> um, but certainly this is up there. Oh my god, that has killed me. Like when she's talking to Megaius, yeah, I was like, ouch, kissing to make it better. And she's like, most of my friends going to Harvard. Just, oh my god, <laughs> tuition. <laughs> oh my god, I've got tears in my eyes. Oh, yeah, but that selling out is really good. Um, it's a lot better than Agents in America, but that's got to be said. Yeah. Um, okay, this is my point about the bourbon now. If Martin likes to drink a bit of bourbon and have a cigarette, which he's doing in the powder room at this point, the amount of bourbon in that glass, he has got uh, probably uh, six singles worth of yeah. bourbon in that glass. It is incredibly full. Um, have they just done that just so it's very clear he's drink? That's what he's doing as a callback. Because I don't see how that this could possibly be like, anyone could have okayed this and thought, yeah, that looks normal. It looks like he's drinking apple juice. There's I mean, so much bourbon there. He does say when he's talking, when he, he's talking at dinner, he says about um, pour a water glass full of bourbon. Oh, that's what he says. Yeah, he has like oh. a glass full of bourbon, like a cigarette, because he makes a comment about having a hell of a headache in the morning. That's it. Yeah. So, and, and then people like look at each other as if like, yeah, it's not the cigarette that's doing that, dad. It's the glass of bourbon. Yeah. And he's just having one hell of a night. That makes <laughs> a lot more sense than I've just not been listening. But yeah, that is, that's disgusting. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of bourbon, of whiskey. The idea of drinking a glass, the size he comes out of the powder room with makes me want to vomit. Um, that's heavy going, Martin. So, you know, Godspeed to you, sir. Um, so they start fighting now, BB and Frasier, over the, the lighter and the pack and stuff. Um, why in God's name would Big Willie call them at half five in the morning? I don't know. I find this quite weird. Unless he doesn't, he hasn't worked out the time difference. But it's weird. And if you called someone that early and he is right next to your fiance at that time, of the morning, I'd actually be a bit worried, to be yeah, honest. So would I. Like, you know, they're right next to each other. They're up. Um, just, yeah, I think the time zone thing is a great explainer for this, and I think you, you maybe I don't know. I don't want to say giving the writers too much credit there because it just doesn't feel like that's what they were going for. But I think that's a good explanation as any. Um, it's just yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, Fraser's like, oh no, it's not too early on the phone. So at least they acknowledge the fact that it's a bit out of the ordinary, you know. Mm. It, but it's still strange. I mean, I get that it has to happen for the point of the plot, but you know that that isn't the point. We, you know, we're here to dissect things in the script. You know, that's why we're doing I, this I do love BB. I mean, you've sort of mentioned it already, but I love her delivery of, hello, burden. I'm fine. And you? I'm, I'm oh, nothing's you. too much for you, daddy. Bye now. <laughs> Bye now. I do hate the use of daddy there. Um, just the fact he's 85. It's just so unsettling. Um so Frasier finally gets through to BB when he's like at the balcony door with her and he kind of says, you know, your nicotine stained fingers and kind of just this really hellish description of like how she's going to get haggard and age with smoking. And it finally gets through to her, um, which I like, you know, I like that he, he finally kind of, he's the one that has the final say in, in kind of getting her off smoking or at least temporarily. Um, but then in the next scene, 
we learn. Poor, oh, can you believe Big Willie's only in this episode? I was adamant he was in it for a bit. No, no. Did you not remember him dying at the end? Not at all. Dragging no. him down the aisle. Oh, honestly, I thought he was in a few episodes because he's like the new station owner, isn't he? So I was like, oh, he'll be in it a bit. See, um, for me, the, the, my quintessential memory of this episode is Frasier's line about how you could see her like little arms just tensing as that. Like, I, I've, I've forgotten all about it. those lines and like how you could see a bit of daylight between Big Willie's <laughs> feet and the floor. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten all about this. Like genuinely forgot he was only in one episode. Um, just sad for the guy. You know, he seemed like a pleasant, if you know, slightly authoritative man. Um, so you <laughs> I know. mean, he was happy to give her electroshock to make her stop smoking. He was a bit, bit strange, a little bit demanding, but you know, who, who among us has never requested electroshock for a loved one? So, um, he Fraser is gifted a gold Rolex from Baby Hair, morally dubious because it has come from his corpse. We can only presume. Um, would you keep such a gift if it was you know extended your way? Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is theft, isn't it? Mm, theft, um, theft, schmeft, you know. <laughs> a gold Rolex. A dead guy can't tell the time, so. <laughs> no, but his executors who are looking for it can't tell ah, A minor, a minor <laughs> thing. Um, that's a good point. People would be looking for the watch. Um, Fra- it will never get traced to Frasier, though, so that's, you know. I mean, that's true, actually. I mean, And also, if you saw... Someone like Fraser wearing a gold Rolex. I imagine you just still think, yeah, that's fairly standard for. Mm. A are, you, are you a fan of Rolexes, generally speaking? I mean, how are you with like luxury watches? Um, I do you, not own any luxury watches. Would you I, like to own one? If you won won a hundred million on the Euro Millions, would would one of those? Probably you know, not. I mean, for mm. me, a watch is a watch. I've got a very soft spot for Casios for eight pounds a pop. We do beautiful, love those classics. Beautiful watch. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I couldn't. I think if you put a Rolex and just a nice, say, thirty to fifty pound watch in front of me, mm. I think I'd struggle without any identifying markers. I think I'd struggle to tell the difference. Really, I don't think I have that knowledge. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the weight more than anything. If you held a cheap, shitty one off like a market in Lanzarote or something <laughs> versus a real Rolex, there's a lot of heft to a real watch. Um, but, you know, I get it. I get why people are into it. I get why people think it's ridiculous. The time is the time. Um, I guess, like, it's the closest thing, like, a man has to kind of, I don't know, jewellery in, in, in the grandest scheme of the term. Grandest, you know, um, broadening that term as far as it'll go. So it's like, I get why people like to mix it up you, a little. Dress cuff- watches. Are you a cufflinks guy then, Well, I don't wear any shirts that are like thick enough to warrant them. Because you have to have those real dress shirts, don't you? Where the collars are massive. um, So that you end up like, you know, needing to cuff the, to link the cuffs, so to speak. Um, So I've never, I've never had cause for them. And I think, I don't know. I I think I'd look a bit silly in them. I've got quite skinny arms, you know, like I just, that's, that's my build. And I don't think... And I've got like thin wrists too, and they don't look great in 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 cufflinks. So what about you? You're a cufflink man. Again, also skinny wrists, and it's just I don't think it's it's not really my style. It's, no, it's not like, mine either. It's not yeah. mine either. Um, it's a funny one though, but people are really into them. So, and you can can get cool novelty ones. Like I could get little Fraser skylines or something, and I'd be a big fan of, of that. Yeah. I'd be a big fan of that. Um, we now see the post credit scene: Gil wearing a ten gallon hat. Really amping up the Texas barbecue <laughs> vibe now. Unbeknownst to him, Big Willie is is six feet under. So this is all, you know, falling on, on dead ears. But valiant all the same. And uh, just nice to have Gil 
Bricker, you know, I missed yeah, it, it. It feels like it's been so long since we've seen the KACL gang do gang. that. Yeah. Mm. You know, no, no Gill in a while, no, um, no Bulldog in a while. Mm. Obviously, you know, Chopper Dave, he's long gone. Oh, um, yeah. Killed, and even Ross hasn't been that. in it very much really nah. lately. So, um, it's nice to have spent a bit more meaningful time, really, in KACL, I think, even if it's only a, you know, a couple of scenes. Mm, no, Com- completely, completely agree. Um, is this episode in your top 10, Mr. Kieran Leher? Not in my top 10. It's not in your top 10. No, it is not in mine either, but I do like it. Very highly regarded BB Ep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the ending to this episode isn't as good. Like the whole bit with BB in the wedding dress and them describing the wedding. This might sound blasphemous, but that doesn't do a fat lot for me. Um, so I feel like the last three minutes of this episode kind of fall flat. Um, yeah, I do like I, just, I like the line about her little twitching bicep. bicep. Twitching. I don't know why. It just, it's very distinctive for me. It is funny. It is funny. I'll give you that. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I expected this episode to go, but it just ends up not going in the direction I thought it would. Um, who have you gone for actor pick, Key? <clears throat> um, I think I'm going to give it to, to Bibi, I think. Mm. Um, she, I think she's the core of this episode. As much as it's about Frasier trying to make her quit smoking, mm-hmm. her relationship with cigarettes is probably the core of it. And if, if she doesn't carry that off, then it all falls apart. And I do really like um, sort of the way she goes from one, you know, from being menacing to being, you know, sort of tempting to being childish to being aggressive, all in the space of such a short period of time. And it never feels like you're getting whiplash from the character. It always feels quite natural to me. Um, so for that, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give it to BB. Nice. Nice justification. Who do you think I've got with okay. Oh, excuse I me. Think I think it's either BB or Frasier for you. Mm. And you seem quite surprised when I said BB, so I'm going to say Frasier. Mm, perhaps I wanted you to think I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I've got with BB as well. Oh. Um, so please jot that down. As always, you've done all the justification for me there, Key, because we've both got we've, we've both gone for the same person quite a lot um, over the last few weeks because I've noticed I've been stealing your justification and <laughs> not giving my own. So there you are. Um, Kennedy Burling, Key, what do you make of this episode, please? And what is his worst addiction? I don't think it can. I think people get addicted to Kennedy. Right. He's, you know what I mean? He is, is there any known cure? Oh, there's not. No, no. You, you can't. You can't go cold turkey over three days to get away from Kennedy. Once you have a taste of Kennedy, oh, you don't no. want to taste anything else. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's more information than I need at eleven <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. All that remains is play. Who's Crane? Is it anyway? One word for you this week, Key, and it is insulting. Who uses the insulting. word insulting? Oh, okay. Uh, first thought is that it might be. I feel that it's either BB, Frasier, or Niles because one of them has insulted someone. I feel like I could see either Frasier or Niles saying to BB, oh, well, there's no need to be insulting. Um, or I feel like. Um, I don't think BB would say insulting. I think she'd say, oh, that. Um, I'm insulted. I think if someone was saying it to her, I feel like um, I think if someone said, "Oh, you couldn't quit," um, you couldn't quit smoking or something like that, she go, "Oh, I'm insulted." Mm-hmm. I think the word insulting 
just linguistically how it would work, I feel that it would be either Frasier or or Niles to say it because they would say, it, I think, in more of a see, you're now trying to insult me and you're 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 insulting me in a passive aggressive manner or something like that. It's a bit more a psychiatrist spin on it, maybe. Mm. The question is, is it Frasier or Niles? Um I mean, I suppose logically it's probably gonna be Frasier, isn't it? Because he's the one who who sort of takes the lead on BB's addiction. Or did I, I mean Niles does stop her from leaving. Um but I don't actively remember her insulting Niles. So I'm gonna say Frasier. Oh it's Niles! Oh! He says, there's no need to be insulting just because you're wrestling with an unhealthy and disgusting habit. She's like, it's not disgusting. It's wonderful. And you even said, there's no need to be insulting. Like, you, that was the context you'd worked out. So oh, you were so close. Oh. To, so close. But as always, you normally always get it down to between the two people. And you've normally got the right person in that. In that I mean, it's a fairly small cast list, but it's not that. <laughs> it is, but I mean, it could be anyone in this episode. It could have been Big Willie. Um, so, you know. Fair play, okay, fair play. Um, shall we jump over to Listener Mail this week? Uh, yeah, let's do it, mate. Raz, who's our next caller? So, for Listener Mail this week, a few of you have written in, as always. Great to hear from you. Kicking things off is MK. This episode of the podcast made me feel the same way as Fraser did when he put on the fireman's helmet. I love model trains, but I don't have the patience to make my own. In San Diego, we have a model train museum, and it's just room after room of massive dioramas of model trains of all different gauges. Also, due to my not having patience or the funds, I recently found a PC game called Railway Empire that is essentially the computer version of creating a model train set, but with challenges in the game. I've lost myself connecting cities, farms, and trying to buy out my competitors. I'm familiar with that game, and I have a... Myself and my friends play very similar style games to that, Corey. Um, there's a fantastic game called Cities Skylines, which is basically Sim City, but a million times better. Um, if you've not if you're not familiar with that, play it. Um, I play drums, William. Are you saying you wouldn't want to live next to me? I knew I'd offend some drummers <laughs> with my comments. I have nothing but respect for drummers, um, Corey, and I would definitely want to live next to you, my good man. Um, and we could start a band, I think. But to listen to you solo on the drums, I think the first time would be interesting. Anytime after that, I don't know. Um, I'd, I'd probably have to respectfully be one with my humiliation and, and back out. Uh, trivia and fun bits are where the smoke that's fired. Nars's line of, she said authoritatively, is one of my favourites and in real life used lines. Nars refers to BB as a barracuda, though likely just a coincidence. I choose to believe this is a low-key foreshadowing of Niles hearing Maris rave about Carlos Delgado so much that it permeates Nars' description of unsavoury characters. I did immediately think of the barracuda. Yeah, so did I, yeah. Um, Daphne's character shows some consistency in her monologue about smoking when she wants, as she was smoking at the start of the matchmaker, but between now and then has not smoked. Very, good very good point. Thank yeah, you, MK. Um, so next up, I think the next comment that's not just a, a response, I think, is it Cam Winston next, I think? Yes. Uh, who says, lads, I uh, hope you're well. FYI, my star sign is Aquarius. Mm, I wish you I can. knew more about what that meant. Um, I have to say that I'm glad that you like brass instruments and how they sound. This was my dad used to be in the New Zealand brass band that wow. toured the world back in the 70s. He was the side drummer and even got crowned as national side drum champion during that period. He also got to play the opening ceremony of the 1974 Commonwealth Games. What an wow. absolute legend. That's so cool. Mr. Winston, you have our respect. Uh, anyway, other stuff. Um, Frazier, I think we need to applaud how he acts in the courtroom of Crane versus Crane. He was so adamant throughout the, um, the episode that Marlowe was not crazy. But as soon as he showed he was, Frazier swallowed his pride and accepted that he was wrong. 
uh, for someone that's usually so proud and elitist, I think that needs to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned other, other programs that are a staple to us and that Northern Exposure and Only Falls and Horses are for you guys. For me, it would have to be The Simpsons just because it's a perfect time killer and there's so many episodes. More recently, too, Shit's Creek. Um, anyway, peace. And as always, up the villa, Hammy. Cracking stuff. Some really good stuff there, actually. I mean, the, the da- his dad in the brass band is amazing. That's incredible, um, isn't it? I remember when I remember when Shit's Creek first came out, my brother telling me that he was watching it and like, you know, oh, I've stopped watching this program. And I was like, that sounds so silly, but I don't know. I wonder if it'll be big. It's absolutely massive now. Um, like it's probably one of the biggest shows of like the last five years. Everyone I know talks about it. Um, I see I've never seen it. Never... No, neither have I. Um, and I don't really have much inclination to see it, but everyone who knows me has told me to watch it. And it is technically set in a small American town, so kind of do myself a bit of a disservice by not by not watching it but um are you gonna say something then no <laughs> okay you look, you look like you were going to sorry um i'll read out crabber and sydney ass baskets because crabbers is literally like seven lines yeah um crabber 88 who i believe is a first time caller just started listening to your podcast love the content thank you crabber um sydney ass basket puts great episode gents a little later than scheduled for me as i listened on a wednesday not monday as per usual anyway i'm a libra as you asked in the episode crane versus crane which explains why i'm so perky open-minded and quick to tears just like martin <laughs> as you all know i'm compiling the coffee table and getting as much detail as possible for you and of course your listeners it's bringing out the geek in me additionally as you mentioned someone posting on reddit about episodes containing rain that is also on my list of things to note and i have a list growing that contains all the episodes where it rains other items are also heading your way watch this space from the desk of sydney ass basket so something exciting for listeners to look forward to key as we've discussed we're probably going to do a live season finale aren't we which fills me with so much dread it makes me feel <laughs> sick with nerves um, I, I really want people here and listening i'm like listeners you are so welcome i'll just be so nervous um but i've also said that if we can coax them mk and core uh, mk and hammy can do a live trivia corner so they can pop up on zoom and do their trivia coin for us and sydney Aspasiat can deliver his his coffee table stats because he has collected a lot of info for us um which is all very exciting so a lot to look forward to in in only a few weeks' time. Um, yeah, we're getting to the end of the season now. We are. Three, we've got, we've got so. three three more episodes to go. 22, 23, yeah. 20, yeah. Um, so that is exciting and, and very nerve-wracking. Exciting and, and yet terrifying times. It is very terrifying, but I think once we've got a taste for it, we'll be like, God, I wish every episode was live. There, you know, there is know. a definite possibility I'm going to forget what this show is all about. I'm like, oh. but... For, do you mean cheers? My Fre- notes will be so, so handy for this. Um, Frazier? What? Frazier? <laughs> le, le Frazier? Your monsieur? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> we'll have to figure it as well so that we can only see us two and the audience are in the background. And then obviously we can invite people to pop up when when, when, like, you know, when we do listen to mail, they can pop up and stuff. Otherwise, if I can see all of the windows, yeah, I'll be like, scary. I can't do this. <laughs> it's and it's just much. us. At least we can pretend that no one else is exactly there. <laughs> right now i'm pretending that there's no one there and that's what i'll be doing yeah that's, that's so. because there are no but there is no one there well it's okay in my head okay um but yeah thank you sydney thank you okay um next i think we've got a uh, bdon 1997 who says um hey guys great episode again on an episode i'm not hugely fussed on uh, first time commenting in a while but still been listening I noticed there was quite a lot of music talk at the start of this episode. And given I did music at uni, that's right up my street. Mm. Unfortunately, Kay, both the famous Rocky tunes, Gonna Fly Now and Eye of the Tiger, 
on most definitely not string pieces. And- <laughs> <laughs> I love the way your voice would have cracked if you read that. Out. <laughs> I was so I was so hopeful he was gonna go. There most definitely are strings. <laughs> um, are they are they like wood or brass? Yeah, I think, it's, or I think some... it's brass. Like Is it brass? brass? Yeah. Um, yeah. They go on to say, uh, having played uh, in lots of youth and normal orchestras, I've got to be honest that Nas's joke goes over my head a bit too. Ha ha. Um, I'm I'm never sure how to read. Ha ha. Do I say ha ha? Do I do I just do an actual laugh? Like <laughs> you, you laugh for them. No, I'm the I'm the same because I put ha ha all the time in text messages. Yeah. Um, it's tough. Um, yeah. So I've lost my train of thought now. Um, so yeah, not sure where I stand on if a piano or guitar is easier to play. Either definitely agree with Will that it's easier to just mess about on a piano. But I think it's probably one of the hardest instruments to become really good at. I know I'm still trying after about 15 years of playing very true, it. Very true, very um, true. Love any Fraser episode that's a lot of music involved in. Um, I, I do get the feel that B Don 1907 will love um, the the theme show, uh, the theme music episode with the orchestra. Um, did you just read out the next line? Because that is literally what the next is line. That the next line. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to stop interjecting. I love that though because you've just completely called that. I love that. Yeah, they're playing my song is probably my favourite out of that little subgenre. There you go, man. Um, and I'm very happy to become the music guy on this podcast. If you have any questions when they reference it in the show, keep up the good work. Mm. Um, I'm sorry for butchering your comment, but music guy is very much needed. So thank you. Um, it is indeed. Um, no, you didn't butcher it. You just know the listeners very well. Okay, you know, <laughs> look at you knowing bead on. Um, <laughs> Reckler puts, I like looking at model trains. They're so intricate. I wouldn't buy any, but if someone gave me some, I'd keep them. When I said finale, I mean the final episode of the season. I do like the voice clip played, but whose crane is it anyway? When there's smoke, there's fired. One of the highlights of the season, a brilliant episode that BB put to mark on. By the time that fighting for the SIG packet scene ended, I was in hysterics. In fact, when BB pushed Daphne out of the way, I scared myself with the loud and sudden hysterical sound I made. If it wasn't for me being a huge Niles and Daphne fan, this would have got my top pick of the season. Thank you, Reclia. Um, Next, we've got Caitlin, who says, Hey, guys, another fantastic podcast app. Fun fact, I'm an Aries with an observation about um, where there's smoke, there's fired. Perhaps the ridiculous heat wave we've been having in Alberta. I just, I heard about this in, in Canada. This like heat wave that is so hot, people have died and it's absolutely insane. There is a town called, a little village or a town called Lytton. The other day measured 49 and a half degrees and is now burnt to the ground from a wildfire. Jeez. Literally the entire town has been destroyed. Um, 50 degree heat. I, I, Insane, I cannot fat so anyone listening who's in that area, honestly, like it is no laughing matter. So please yeah. stay safe. Um, yeah, perhaps the ridiculous heat wave we've been having in Alberta has fried the brain cell carrying my memories of BB, but I don't recall her ever smoking in another episode of Frasier prior to or after this one. That's a very good point. Perhaps someone could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, hoping everyone affected by the heat wave is staying cool and hydrated, hot house orchid brackets. Yes, I'm very aware of the irony of my name. And the fact that I can't stand this heat. <laughs> lovely stuff. Thank you, Caitlin. Um, and a lovely final short one from DB1037, who puts, just subscribed, didn't know this podcast existed. Well, there you go. I am amazed at this point, like, that we've been going 18 months or whatever, um, and there are still people just finding the podcast now, like on Fraser subreddits and things. Like, 
it's just it's nice to me um you know that, that it shows that we haven't hit the ceiling there's always new people to jump on and listen i always wonder as well about the original listeners like um remember coffee who, yeah who man, Mike, i was literally thinking about my coffee he invented trivia corner yeah and he's just, i don't think he still listens i did i found his reddit the other day actually he's not been active on reddit for like 10 months um oh, okay. so i hope he's i hope he's okay i'm sure he's not listening to this but by any chance he ever gets around to listen to this we haven't forgot you coffee you're a good friend of this podcast if, um, if people man. ever think that we're getting an ego just listen to the line i'm sure he's not listening to this but <laughs> you know we hope he's well <laughs> <laughs> no i mean he's moved on with his life <laughs> but you know there you go so we, we miss you coffee I we feel, miss you dearly i feel like woody and buzz in toy story Three or four, I forget which one it is. Like he's moved on. He doesn't need us anymore. He doesn't okay. now. We're getting put in sunny daycare, whatever it's called. Um, next week we will be looking at season three, episode twenty-two, which is Frasier Loves Ross. Um, decent ep. Decent ep. I like Frasier and Ross heavy episodes. Their relationship is probably one of the most other than Niles and Frasier's, is probably my favorite of the favorite permutation of the main five yeah um so always happy with that then a mixed bag with the final two episodes of the season i'm actually really intrigued to do focus group and i think it's the next one because i think we're gonna have a little bit of a contrasting view on it which i've seen i've seen that episode so infrequently that i think i'm just gonna really enjoy revisiting it um you can go home again is an episode i do remember not massive on it um which one is it again it's like a flashback to when martin's um just moved to Seattle, oh, living on his own. Yes, I do have that. The I it, it's the one. Is it the one where Fraser keeps listening to his first episode and um, possibly, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like going through his first time when, when he first moved to Seattle mm. and him trying to come up with his his catchphrase. Oh, that might, it might be that one. Yeah, yeah. I just I get I, I don't like seeing Niles in flashbacks because he has to really ham up his like elitist weird socially awkwardness because at this point you know by, by now he's he's a functioning member of, of, of the cast you know um he's nuanced whereas in the flashback scenes he has to, he plays a very non-nuanced character or unnuanced um so yeah i mean i don't want to chit all over the end of this season we're gonna have fun reviewing these eps don't get me right and you can go home again he's going to be live so regardless of what the episode's like it's going to be fun it's gonna be an added dimension to that i just need to make sure the notes i make are interesting because i don't want to run out of things to say on a live episode um <laughs> i feel like usually i've half a page of a4 i think i'm gonna come in with like a, a book like... honestly i need to go down your half a page i do a freaking type out a page every time of a4 stuff yeah, i used um, to be a page i feel like my notes have just gotten briefer and briefer well mine are as well but i feel like i i have to i have to have extras just in case we're going too fast and i need to like call you out on things and like okay tell me about this um so yeah giving listeners a big insight into the professionalism of this podcast right now um but yeah other than that i've been will i've been Kay, and thank you very much for listening to we're listening hey baby i hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs oh my and maybe i seem a bit confused yeah maybe but i got you pegs <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.